Oh my gosh. She has done the unstoppable. Our locker room ladies. Two touchdowns. They're getting hot right now at the right time. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Charlotte. I'm Maddie. Welcome back, you guys. Today is episode 66, which is very fittingly our Mario Lemieux episode. And I actually I actually got a little bit too excited about that and named last week's episode Mario Lemieux when we started recording it. But this is worth the wait. And speaking of Mario Lemieux, speaking of the Penguins, the team which he played for, poured his heart and soul into and then later owned, they played today. So this is, we're recording this on Tuesday. So the Penguins just finished up a game against the Rangers, and it did not Mm -hmm. go the way I wanted it to in that they did lose 3-2, to but it was a very (laughs) electric third period, I will say. However, before the game, Pittsburgh legend Ben Roethlisberger who just announced his retirement from the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier this year waltzed out onto the ice wearing a custom Penguins jersey that said seven Roethlisberger on the back and he waltzed right out there and dropped the puck right alongside Sidney Crosby who took the face off as captain. They had a little nice moment. They did a little one of those like bro hugs. And <laughs> before the puck drop, the ceremonial puck drop in honor of Big Ben, they all of the Penguins players wore the the number seven warm-up jerseys in warm-ups. That's cute. So super special, very fitting for episode 66 of Locker Room Ladies. And I'll get off my soapbox because now it's time to talk about our Locker Room Lady of the Week, Charlotte and Alyssa Smith. Alyssa Smith, step aside for her. Absolutely. She's the goat. Absolutely. (laughs) Charlotte! I know. Sorry, you hate the goat word. We've been over this. You can, I we just have, don't have. believe in saying the goat in most cases. I don't believe in saying it while someone is still playing. But the exception to that one is Tom Brady because he's already Sidney had Crosby. I haven't said he's the goat. Well, oh, well, that's my question. Is he a goat? Is I think he is one of the greatest of all time, and I think that he's he's one of the goats. Okay. I don't, uh, let me backtrack on that. I don't believe in saying it about someone who's within their first decade of playing something. Okay, so you got to be ten years in at least. It's like it's like the president. You have to be at least forty three years old. It's like I think you can easily say it about Tom Brady a hundred times. Like a hundred percent of the time, I will agree with that, and I think most totally, totally agree with that. But totally. when you try to say it about Patrick Mahomes, it's like he's played. Okay, I catch year. your vibe. I'm catching your drift. He has one Super Bowl and he's played for five years. Like, he's a good player, but you can't call him the greatest of all time because he all time, like, he's barely played for – you know what I mean? Right, like, not Tomorrow, time. he still wouldn't be – so, like, I think, ooh, that's another good way to think about it. If their career ended tomorrow, 
would they still be the greatest of all time? Ooh, so you know I what like, I mean? I it like has to that. hold up against the test of time. I believe that if Sidney Crosby's career ended tomorrow, he would still be up there in the top five right. NHL. Right, but he could be surpassed potentially in the future, maybe. Maybe, but I think I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to have a spot in the Hall of Fame one day. Right, I believe, absolutely. I believe he's definitely going to be up there at least top five, top ten, totally, all-time totally. hockey greats. I mean, Mario Lemieux is definitely up there. His career is over. But I think, yeah, I think that's a good test for it. If their career ended tomorrow, will it stand the test of time? So now I want to, like, scratch the whole episode and go through and do a goat test. A Can goat we do a test? goat test? Can we do a goat, the goat test? test? Is, that, is that today's episode title? The goat test? I think wait, it has so, to be. Wait, so, okay. Melissa Smith, not yet a goat. She doesn't, doesn't she can't pass be, the goat doesn't test. Pass the goat she test. can't. It doesn't pass the goat test. However, would you say Steph Curry's a goat? Does he pass the goat test? I'm just like trying to think of a if his LeBron. career ended tomorrow. LeBron. LeBron. If his career Does he pass? Okay, yes, but I think I think, I think in- it's important to say to state we're talking about a goat. We're not talking about the goat here in this test. Yes. We're talking about the goat. A, one of the goats. The goat is only people that are long retired their careers like those are people like the Wayne Gretzky's of the world right like the Michael Jordans of the world absolutely absolutely Uh, again there is an exception to every rule I believe Tom Brady is that exception and to even be a little bit more like it kind of falls into that rule he did technically retire this season so it's almost like like his rebirth, like Tom it's Brady 2.0. Like it's his second, his career is, it's now going into his second career. <laughs> he was, he was like a first round pick this season. He already he had, like Tom Brady. he already had a GOAT career. And now let's see if he can do it again. Tom Brady won. And then let's see if TB2 can do it. Let's see. Together let's see. Let's see. No, but I, I definitely think that we're talking about uh, go, one of the greatest of all time I, because I think people throw we talked about this yes the we term goat gets thrown around far too much and that's why you have to use the test because they have to they have to play play I think the goat test comes down to this the rule of thumb is they've had to been playing for at least a decade at least a decade and if their career ended tomorrow would they stand the test of time? Test of time. At least a decade test of time, Derek Jeter's a goat. There you go. Derek Jeter's a goat. Who else is a goat? Eli Manning. He Mm. could be would he be a goat? No. He beat he beat your goat twice in two Super Bowls. (laughs) Yes, but if you look up if you look at his stats piece by piece, he's not even as statistically talented so, as Ben Roethlisberger. And would you consider Ben Roethlisberger a goat? Well, I guess in terms of our goat test, he's got 10 years under his belt. And he could stand the test of time. So technically but I he's think, a goat. But no, but I think that there's a difference between a goat and a Hall of Famer. Will Eli be a Hall of Famer? Probably. But is he a goat? Because I think that <laughs> I think that you have to you also have to come think of it as I think that there could be probably 
at any given time in, in any sport, I think there are about five of the top five players. Like you have the greatest players of all time. Once you right. get past five, it's like, okay, now you're just listing the Hall of Fame. Good, good point. You Not to be confused with a Hall of Fame. So now I'm thinking we have uncoincidentally, is that a word? Just named male athletes. But there is probably plenty of female goats that we haven't even touched. Oh Serena goodness. and Venus. Okay, see, they pass the test. The goat test. So you look at Serena Williams. Has she been playing for more than a decade in her career? Yes. Yes. Will her career stand the test of time? Absolutely. So you got to look at it like that. So Charlotte, yes. That being said, Diana Taurasi, let's do the test. She's been playing Mm -hmm. for more than a decade. Will her career stand the test of time? Yes. I think – you think so that's where you okay so it's an objective an objective mixed with a subjective are they an athlete of 10 or more years if the answer is yes it's it's either yes or no you that's not you can't and if their career ends tomorrow will it stand the test of time you know what's interesting is i google greatest athlete of all time maddie and i have to scroll for quite a bit to get to a female. And then after that, it is – we got a Serena Williams. Keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Yeah, no, nah, you got you to gotta scroll a little bit. I'm thinking okay. Billie Jean King. But here – okay, yes, Billie Jean King, yes. Yes, that's a fact. But, again, she's a retired one, so you got to look at it like that. But here I will give True. you – I will give you a loophole. Mm. In a sport like gymnastics where right. the – shelf life of those athletes is a lot smaller than a decade True. if a if a gymnast is, is competing for a decade and not to say that that Simone Biles hasn't been competing competing for a decade because most of these gymnasts before we they even start when they're their name right they have been competing for a decade but I'm, I'm talking about it in like professional sense so it's like the first time most of us heard LeBron James name is whenever he started in the NBA yes. so like his career starts at the NBA Absolutely. So I think that again, it's not it's not a foolproof test. We just came up with this here right on the podcast. It's not a foolproof test, but we I love to hear our. We listeners. haven't even gotten to the locker room lady yet. We're I love to hear totally our listeners' thoughts. Me too. On this, do you think that this is an accurate test on how to determine if an athlete can can has earned the title of goat? And you could be a goat in training. You could be a baby goat. Also, <laughs> baby goat. Yes, yes. A yes. baby goat is also called a kid, which is interesting. interesting. I think baby goats are ki- called kids, which is funny. My eighth grade English teacher told me that, and I've never forgotten it. Interesting, interesting, but Charlotte. You could be I, think, a kid I think we need some listener there. feedback on this one. I think we, we need do. to find out if our listeners think that this is an accurate test if if they or if you have any loopholes to this test or if you if you think of someone that really fails both parts of the test and but still, still is a go tell us why I need to let us know like that. in the comments if you're listening and you know us dm us i don't know if, email us snail mail and have an all, email of in there? all of the above if you know someone who knows us just text us Shoot me a text. Please let us know because I'm genuinely now very curious about this and this episode has really just taken a turn all because well, now- Charlotte misspoke and said <laughs> misspoke. the word goat. I did. 
And, and this is, is how we got here, and it's 10 minutes later. Maddie, the thing is, now I want to goat test every single person we talk about. <laughs> goat and, test. And, like, are they most of the time, like, right now, today, when we finally get there, it's going to be big college hoops talks. And I'm going to say, no, I don't think, a goat in I don't think a college athlete can be considered a goat. Can, well, they're goats in training. Potential yes, or, or maybe the greatest college athlete of all time. But then again, that's, that's, a, that's a coat. That's a right. And then that criteria would just be completely different because you're only in college. So right, For some right. of these guys, it's one season. Right. So again, not foolproof. But yeah. I think in general, the general consensus is, again, it's like, you know, I before, I before E <laughs> except after C. Like there are some after Cs here. It's the after. Sometimes we get the after C. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to our locker room lady of the week, Melissa <laughs> Smith, the Baylor senior who's making waves as she's in the conversation for mm-hmm. the Naismith Player of the Year. Unfortunately, she and Baylor, women's basketball team, were knocked out of the tournament in the second round in an upset Maddie to South Dakota. However, she's, like you said, still in this conversation. She's still going to be talked about well into this tournament. And she's also a huge contender forecasted in all of the WNBA draft conversations as a top one or two pick. And it's because she's just so good at what she does. So she actually led Baylor to its 13th Big 12 regular season title. And that secured them the number two seed in the NCAA tournament, unfortunately, like Charlotte said. They were upset by a 10 seed. Uh, Another team, 10 seed that upset a two seed was our guys Miami over in the men's tournament, but we'll get there. Mm, We'll get there. there. (laughs) And she was also named the unanimous Big 12 player of the year. And her stats really back these titles I mean she averaged 22 and a half points per game she had 24 double doubles this season which set a Baylor record I mean there is no stopping her unfortunately her season her her college career I believe has come to an end because Charlotte said we'll see we'll probably be hearing her name early on in the WNBA draft this year and look at that smile, Maddie. If you pull up her ESPN page, she's just got a smile that says a story. It tells you a story about her, and you just want to – she looks like one of those friendly faces that you want to talk to. You know when, like – you know what I mean? She's got that face. I think we talked about this last year, but part of March Madness, it's so much fun to watch, and I love it, but it is kind of sad. I just hate because it's their <sighs> kids. I hate I seeing know. them cry on – the court side, I just Ugh, the I pressers, the post game press uh, conferences. It breaks God, me. So it breaks me. It's just it's com- so heartbreaking. It is, but to completely like other extreme of heartbreaking. Today, I was taking a look at some of these uh, uh, college hoops action shots from the women's tournament, mm-hmm. and it is so funny. Their hair is all over the place when they're like shooting hoops and they're running <laughs> around. The action shots are definitely one you guys Google what Google Melissa Smith action shots or whoever action shots and take a look. The hair is just <laughs> terography, Maddie. 
Isn't there a Britney Spears song about that? Or Madonna? That seems like a Glee episode, Charlotte. It was a Glee episode. I was a Gleek (laughs) back in the day. But, I mean, I do think about that, actually, because if you've ever tried to, you know, whenever we were growing up, in the the onset of social media and those jumping in midair pictures were really popular I mean that was always the thing your hair (laughs) or the other one which was the classic laying on the ground next to your friends and making your hair Uh into the shape of a heart or something yep (laughs) or or doing the when you put your like dip your head into the like I'm dipping my head right now as if anyone can see dip your head into the pool and then you whip it back oh my gosh the little George Washington thing (laughs) too absolutely absolutely charlotte let's just keep rolling right into it with the women's basketball ncaa tournament updates so we went over our predictions so let's remind our listeners what we were thinking of here and then match it up with the real life final four so i predicted that the championship game would be between South Carolina and UConn and South Carolina would win it all and right now as it stands Charlotte that could still happen Maddie with the perfect bracket I mean oh my gosh I wish (laughs) must be nice I don't know South Carolina and UConn Maddie I had UConn and Arizona Arizona got upset but I have Arizona winning it all in my figurative bracket there but so you could get you another point if UConn pulls it out against Stanford. So we have the two seed UConn against the one seed Stanford, and then we have one seed Louisville against one seed South Carolina. So there is a potential for my prediction to come true. So we'll see, Charlotte. Yeah, and you know what, Maddie? If your prediction's correct, South Carolina wins it all. Canes hoops, Canes women's hoops lost to the winner of championship which is always was just always a nice way consolation for bragging rights I mean whenever people are trying to trash talk your team you could say oh well we we might have gone out in the second round but hey we lost to the champions so even if we went all the way to the finals Mm -hmm. this is not what it won't even be for the champions yeah guys we keep it locked right here we have to go to a quick break but I will tell you on that same concept who I am rooting for in this final four on the men's side of things. Thank you guys so much for coming back or staying back. Oh, wait, sorry. Thank you, Next. Just started playing. This isn't (laughs) copyrighted. I have a quick song. I've done this before on the podcast, but hang on one second. You guys saw it. You guys saw the Elite Eight performance on Sunday. Miami Hurricanes go down to the Kansas Jayhawks. (laughs) It was tough to watch, Maddie. Charlotte, I mean... Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, let's just... Let's just... Let's just take a little bit of this in. So if I... I'm going to give the listeners a little bit of a idea of where I was yes bring me there on this Saturday just or oh sorry it was a Sunday so just come Mm -hmm. with me on this Sunday afternoon so actually Charlotte during tip-off I wish I could say I was in Chicago as 
as the game got started, but I actually was in Port St. Lucie, Florida, because the New York Mets were playing the St. Louis Cardinals, and Ooh, yes, I was watching none other than potential goats in training pitchers, probably Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer split yeah. a preseason game for That's the match. Awesome. And I mean, what, I mean, you just got to really take it in when you're watching that amount yeah. of talent on one mound in this tiny city in Florida. I mean, I'm just that I'm is, really excited thinking mo- about moment. it because I think when we first started talking about Jacob deGrom and his impossible ERA last season I think I said I just want to go see this guy play live and I finally did it was very special because you know there's nothing like spring training baseball it's just a way more casual fun backyard baseball kind of vibe absolutely oh backyard baseball get me on that why did I say baseball baseball (laughs) loved that and oh me too Pablo is my guy Oh, um, Pablo was the <laughs> Pablo was the goat. <laughs> yes, I think that one is just uncontested. But and then I mean, on top of that, you have Max Scherzer, who I mean, come on, that was a freaking steal by the Mets. I mean, yeah. I'm like I'm just so excited about their starters giddy, giddy. this year, and it was just super cool to see them both. Not to mention, got to see Francisco Lindor hit two home runs. One as a lefty, one hitting lefty and one hitting righty. I mean, it doesn't get better. That's kind of cool. It doesn't get better. Very, very cool. Very fun. I did, however, depart the game a little bit early. I think I watched them each pitch three innings. And so we left after after Max pitched the sixth inning because on the other side of the country, or I guess – a little bit north and to the west in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Miami was playing Kansas. So we just skirted out of spring training and went right on to this little sports bar down the road. And awesome. Miami game was on. The Mets preseason game was also on. We watched them both side by side. And Miami was up whenever we arrived. And, and you know, they stayed up. And when they went into half – up and I was texting Charlotte we were sending each other pictures and I was so excited and I was thinking oh, oh my gosh are we really gonna win this and then all, I was nervous as it all just hell. crumbled in the second half and when I say crumbled I mean it was just it, it just got worse and worse and worse and it was kind of like oh maybe they can come back oh 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 yeah okay good run good run but Charlotte as I've reflected and I've said this I am just so freaking happy for the bonus basketball that we got. I'm so happy for Coach L. I'm so happy for every one of those guys on that team. I mean, they were not supposed to be there by any stretch, and they got further than anyone ever thought they could, and that is a feat in itself. And I just hope that looking at the teams like Miami and especially, I mean, St. Peter's, looking at how far they got against all odds, I mean, that should give anyone in any level of any sport or any competition – hope it was special it was special to watch charlotte what were your thoughts you i couldn't have said it better than you but i was at work and we conveniently had a break 
like a meal break right when tip off was happening. Okay. So I was able to really watch the game and enjoy it. Unlike the Sweet Sixteen, I really wasn't able to enjoy because we were live during that, and I, it was so special. I had my my U hat on at work, and everybody's you know, it's it's college hoops. It doesn't get better than that, and it doesn't get better than a Miami team in their first Elite Eight, and like mm-hmm. here we are, like. It was just so fun. But the foul charges, the the fouling out. When Wurdenberg fouled out, it was so When sad. they lost him, that's when they lost that game. He's such an integral – This is these are Coach L's words. He's an integral part of the team, and you see how big they fall when they don't have him at their disposal. And it was – like I could say it was the refs, the officials, but I think these guys were just – just not the better team. I think that they were day. just out of their league. I mean, you think they about were. it, and and Kansas is the only one seed left in the tournament. I mean, all of these they're teams, no joke. All of they're these no teams joke. that most people had winning it all in their brackets are gone, except for Kansas. So I mean, it's definitely it's not easy. None of it's easy, but just the fact that they made it there and that they played a one seed so, so far special. into the tournament and that they they were up at half. I mean, that's a feat in and of, mm-hmm. in and of itself. And I think that that the Hurricanes and the Peacocks should both be so immensely proud of themselves. So proud. I'm so proud of that team. I'm so proud of Coach L for getting Miami that far. I mean, the Peacocks story is just fun, but I mean, as as Hurricanes, we got to we got to be proud of our we our guys rally. too. We do. Uh, I just I, the time of their lives out there. The time of their lives. I mean, they've proven that they've got they were able to get far, farther than they've ever been, and they proved that they could do it. And they're gonna wanna, do it again. Just to throw a little bit of like ah, see, uh, ha, <laughs> into oh, I know we talked. I don't know if we had this conversation on the podcast, Charlotte, but I've said this before: the college basketball transfer portal is just kind of insane it's been exploding in recent years and it's just like these guys they don't they don't land where they want and madness and they just Mm -hmm. hop in the transfer portal and you just see it's like pinball machines out there and Miami lost some players uh last season and notably they lost Chris Likes who I think for the The time he was at Miami was considered to be their best player. And, I mean, I remember watching him when I was in school. I would go down to the Watsko and and watch him play. And he was a very – he is a very talented basketball player. So he did end up transferring to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little bit like, hey, the grass isn't always greener. Arkansas also made it to the Elite Eight and was knocked out at that point in the tournament. And Miami made it there, too, without – quote unquote their best player so I think it does go anything's to show possible that just hopping around and transferring and okay yeah they made it just as far Arkansas made it just as far as Miami but I think I'd rather spend uh my final year in sunny South Florida than in Arkansas but that's just me we'll see Charlotte yeah, <laughs> it was it was though like what seeing Chris likes beat Gonzaga as a hurricane fan Miami had just won that day as well. And then to see Chris Likes shooting those free throws to beat the Gonzaga powerhouse school was kind of special too, though. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's our guy. That's our guy. Yeah. I feel like Coach L did yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, no hard feelings. I mean, I wish 
him all the best. I wish all these guys, they're young, they have their whole careers ahead of them. I wish them all the best. But it's just a little bit funny to think about because you go to a school that's considered to be more of a basketball school. That's Mm -hmm. in air quotes. And then your old team made it further than they've ever been. Further than you, yeah. No, not even further. They made it to the same point in the tournament. But it's like to make it – to even have them make it there. And it was cute, too, with Charlie Moore and Bill Self. He used to go to that school. And I was thinking, like, is this going to be an advantage? Is this a disadvantage? I can't imagine him playing on that team as it stands right now. That, that, Which is another reason why basketball is so special. Because every single team – next year that team is going to be completely different. Arcane's team, completely different. That Kansas team is going to be completely different. They're going to be at a different stage in their lives. They're going to have completely different experiences. That Elite Eight game will grow these Hurricanes in many ways. And I'm sure Coachella is going to be out there on his recruiting tours saying, hey, come play in Miami. And I'm sure that gives him confidence because not Mm -hmm. to say that he wasn't confident before, but I I just – something I love about Coach L is when you watch him on that court, he is just genuinely so proud of every one of those players. And oh my God, I'm getting like teary eyed thinking about it because it, you can just see how happy he is for them and how much he wants them to succeed and just how much he's watched them grow over the weeks, years, months, however long he's worked with them. And and it really is just a kind of a proud parent moment. He doesn't seem like the kind of coach that is going to, yell at you and make someone cry you know he's someone he's one of those coaches that just kind of sits back smiles and lets them do their thing and yeah and he's just happy for he them so I'm happy guys. for him and and it was it was an awesome run Charlotte yeah. I predicted that Gonzaga was going to go up against Baylor that Villanova was going to go up against Wisconsin that Gonzaga was going to win it all and here we are. Villanova's still in. <laughs> yes, the only team of mine that is still in it is Villanova. But I will say in my mascot bracket, I did have Duke winning it all. So you did. We'll see. Oh, you're you totally did. You had the okay. So I was on in terms of adorable head coaches. Hubert Davis for a second <laughs> is so cute. I in the interview at the end of the game, uh, UNC's head coach is like. I'm just so happy these guys trusted me to come in as a first-year head coach and bring them to this point. Like, he put all the trust in his guys, and he he credited everything to them. He's the first head coach to lead his team to a Final Four in his first year as head coach since 1998. And can we also talk about the fact that we're going to get our first Duke UNC matchup in the NCAA tournament, go ACC. History. Okay. I mean, I mean, Charlotte, are you kidding me? We get to see probably the greatest rivals in all of college basketball face yeah. off in the Final Four. I mean, okay. In here, here's a question. Season. Here's a question for you, Charlotte. Though, if Duke loses to UNC, does Coach K run it back? He could talk. He could pull a Tom Brady. That's what I've, I. You get it this far, and you lose to your biggest rival of all time. You, do you run it back? Let's make that. Let's make that a poll. Let's make that a poll for the listeners. Do you run it back? Also, now I'm thinking: Is Coach K a go? 
can coaches be goats? Yes. And yes. So how would you, yes and yes. you determine those 10 years of playing in terms of those 10 years of coaching? 10 years of coaching. Will your career so stand you the test of time? Yes. yes and yes. Both. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He passes the test. All right. But well, I think Hubert, no. Not, not yet. yet. But potentially. The, and there you have it. We end where we started. That <laughs> is the go test, my friends. We will see you next week. Yes, when we have our crowned champions.